Introducing the best deal in mobile. Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. With no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectrumMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. It is Monday, November 30th, 2020. We had a 100% full moon in Gemini this morning. There are people losing their lives all over the world, especially in Ethiopia, and we need to talk. I am Renee Thomas, your host and producer of Oracle's News. Please share this podcast with your family and friends on email and social media. Share it today. As usual, we have a lot to cover. We are a spiritual podcast featuring current events, oracle and prophetic news, and astrology forecasts that include the current energy climate within the country. And we'll be looking at that a little later on for December 2020. It is our belief that when you look at your local weather forecast maps, you can see some of the astro- astrological influences happening that day. When we discuss current events, we do research into history and into the legalities of the issue, in addition to looking at astrology as well as listening to the tarot oracles. And this podcast will do what we haven't done in a while. We'll give you some special numbers, and we'll, we'll give you some information, at least also, from the tarot regarding December 2020. We'll get started right after this song. Every time I close my eyes, baby, all I see is you, the way you hypnotize,
in the wind, I call to you, my love I send, you hear my voice and turn around, filled with warmth by the sound, the incense courses through my veins, the will in me, your strength is tamed, That was Colette Renee, Dreamin'. Listen to all music produced by our parent company, AG Enterprises, and learn how to purchase the music at anointedgroove.com. That's anointedgroove.com. We'll have a link in the information box. Well, let's go ahead and get started. We have a lot to discuss. In 1994, I was a young woman living in the United States of America, had no idea what was happening in Rwanda at that time between the Tutsis and the Hutu, and to a lesser degree, the Twai or the Twa. And when I later found out about it through a book that I read from someone who had lived through that crisis, I was affected and I wished that I had known because maybe something I had said or something I had done could have helped to get the word out. The countries that were involved and the countries that were without did have an opportunity to hear about what was going on. But the more voices that you have, the more you can do about it. I can't begin to explain the situation in Ethiopia. When we in the West, in America specifically, hear about Ethiopia, we see it as one country with one people. And that is so not the case. There is a new younger group of people on the continent of Africa that are against tribalism to the degree that it separates people and causes them to fight. They believe, and rightly so, that there cannot be a unified Africa until everyone begins to get along. And there are factions throughout the entire continent that have issues with other factions. And one of those factions, which Things are happening today as we speak. And when spirit brings something to my attention, I do want to talk about it. About a month ago, I heard somebody say something about an Ethiopian civil war brewing. A couple of years prior to that, I'd heard something about a dam that Ethiopia was building and that people were fighting about some conflict that they had in in Egypt. I still didn't really think about it. But today it was brought to my attention that something had recently happened 
a couple of weeks ago, and it had been covered by Amnesty International. And an investigation has revealed that scores of civilians were killed in a massacre in Tigray State. Now, according to this Amnesty International article, they've confirmed that possibly even hundreds of people were stabbed or hacked to death at Maikadra or Maikadera town in the southwest zone of Ethiopia's Tigray region on the night of November 9th in 2020. Now, with all of the things that are happening in 2020, it is no surprise that some type of massacre or genocide is taking place. Amnesty International's Crisis Evidence Lab has examined digitally verified gruesome photographs and videos of bodies across town being carried away on stretchers, and they've confirmed the images were recent using satellite imagery, geolocated them to Mai Kadra in the western Tigray state, 1407, 36.56 are the coordinates. According to Amnesty International's director for East and South Africa, he says we have confirmed the massacre of a very large number of civilians who appear to have been day laborers and no way involved in the ongoing military offensive. This is a horrific tragedy whose true extent only time will tell as communication in Tigray remains shut down. So communication in that region has been shut down. Now, if you go back in history to the 1700s, to the 1800s, of course, you're going to go back into colonialism. And even though it is said that Ethiopia was never colonized, they were invaded, they were attacked by certain European nations. Now, the problem with colonialism and whatever else they want to call anything else they do in Africa is that these peoples lived in certain areas or regions by tribe. And what the people from Europe did was they came and they saw a group of people who all kind of looked alike, and they just lumped them together and said, okay, Italy, you have this. France, you have that. UK, you have that. And what that did, once certain rulers were assigned to these country states, they were put in a position to create favorites of a sort. Now, this is a very loose, loose, loose explanation. Now, one of the things that Amnesty talks about is, first of all, killings are taking place on various sides. It's not just the Tigray People's Liberation Front who's claiming responsibility or who is responsible for certain killers, killings. It's not just the established Ethiopian government that may be established or accused of being established of killing other people. But there was something that took place socially that really affected everyone. Now, according to the informant, 
It says here they went to town after the army and the Amhara Special Force took control of Maikadra town on November 10th around 10 a.m. The army entered after encircling the town overnight. There was no exchange of fire for the army to take over the town. But when we entered the town, what we saw was devastating. The roads were strewn with dead bodies, especially in the center of the town and on the roads that connect the town to Humera. Now, the Amhara, the Amhara are a certain tribe. They are not one of the most populous tribes in the region, but they are the tribe that I understand is in power in Ethiopia. And there is another tribe that they have been warring with, the Oromo tribe, which is a more populous tribe. In this particular report, it is the Amhara tribe that has been attacked. And as you all know, one tribe attacks another, and then that tribe retaliates, and then the other tribe attacks again, and then you have what's called a civil war. Now, in listening to various interviews, and one of those interviews is from a gentleman that I will be um, telling you guys about his book in the information section. His name is Emmanuel Biedermariam. And my understanding is that he is an American Eritrean that actually sought, sought amnesty or refuge in the United States. And he has written a book from the African point of view. It is called The History of the USA in Eritrea from Franklin D. Roosevelt to Barack Obama and how Donald Trump changed the course of history. And his book discusses what led to U.S. involvement in Eritrea because there has been unease in that region for a long time. Many of you know that Eritreans, Somalians, Djibouti people, um, the, the Ethiopians, they're they look like cousins, whether they are or not, I don't know, but they speak different languages and different tribes. Certain tribes outnumber the others, but they all want to be independent. They want their own countries. They want their own people. But then there's that faction, as I mentioned earlier, in Africa that says, no, we can't do this apart. We must do this together. There will be a link to Emmanuel's, Emmanuel Beter Mariam's book in the information box because what happens in Sudan, what happens in Eritrea, what happens in Djibouti, what happens in Egypt, what happens in Ethiopia, they're all connected. And these tribes are ill at ease. The Oromo tribe, which was the leading tribe, the tribe that was basically in power, the tribe that basically had their own language, they were actually removed from power and they were removed power and the language that they speak was made illegal. Now, my understanding is that the Amhara race lorded over them to a certain extent and also... You know, there was some situations regarding one of the emperors who was supposedly of the Amhara race. 
He's a very prominent emperor. He was very popular. He's even popular in places like Jamaica. He's popular for, his name is Hale Selassie, Hale Selassie One, And so he was a part of, my understanding is he was a part of the Amhara tribe. And he made the Aroma language illegal. So all of a sudden, and I think I've spoken about this in a previous podcast recently. When you take a people who are in power and then you have another group that becomes empowered and they make that group's language illegal to speak to the point where if you even teach your child that language, you can go to jail or be killed. And many have been killed and many have been placed. And there is there is something and you can't just lump all the Oromo into one ethnicity. There are many Oromo tribes and millions of people have been displaced. And anytime you have people who are displaced, it's going to affect neighboring countries. It will affect Djibouti. It will affect Eritrea. It will affect Sudan. And the whole situation with the dam that Ethiopia is building is a bone of contention for many people. Now, the people in Sudan, I hear, are starting to get along with it. But what this dam will do is sequester some of the waters from the Nile. And these waters will be used to provide hydroelectricity for the people's in the Ethiopian region. Now, Egypt doesn't like that because Egypt says that they had an agreement that anything that happens from a governmental standpoint with the Nile River, which is crucial to the people, it's a lifeline, it's a literal lifeline to the people in that area. Anything that happens, it has to be discussed, it has to be agreed upon. My understanding is that America, who has interest in East Africa, and I believe they even have an army base in Djibouti, just so that they can be close to the Middle East and see what's going on in that region. So it's in there. It's, it's, it's an American interest to know what's going on in the Middle East, because if the Middle East becomes unstable, and if the eastern, if the Horn of Africa becomes unstable, we have military troops there. And that destabilizes our presence in the region. So these two tribes, for the most part, we'll call them the Aroma tribe. And we'll also call the other, and there are many tribes besides this in the Ethiopian region with which Ethiopia is a country of many different groups of people. They're not like, even in America is this way, but especially in those areas. It's, it happened this way also in Nigeria. They're having their own clashes. We may talk about that sometime between the Igbo and the Fulani tribes and the other tribes and the Igbos wanting to be independent. And then some people saying, no, we got to stay together. We're stronger together. You know, are we? That is something that we have to talk about. Are all groups of people meant to live the same? Should we all 
keep a European type of mindset when it comes to governing? Is that something that they can do? Is that something that we can do? But when we look at these tribes, these main tribes that are not getting along, they are actually right now, the Amhara and also the Oromo, they are killing each other. The hundreds are dying. Millions are fleeing. They're being displaced. They're running into Djibouti. I believe that the European nations and the other nations of Africa do not need to wait until all these people are hacked to death. I did not have a voice in the Rwandan crisis, but I have a voice today. Now, there are many people who listen to this podcast throughout the world, and I do consider myself to be a humanitarian. It is not just the Oromo who are dying. It is not just the Amhara who are dying. There are many who are dying. There are countries that are listening to me in the United States, Canada, Peru, Brazil, Nigeria, Egypt, Ghana, the UK, Sweden, Ireland, Pakistan, India, Belgium, Spain, Mexico, France, Italy, Romania, Turkey, Germany, Poland, Croatia, Japan, Australia, New Zealand. You might know somebody who knows somebody, who knows somebody who knows somebody, who can get at least some people out there to help them to talk. They said that Trump was doing that. Instead of coming in trying to take over the region, he was at least trying to get them to talk. Now, I'm getting ready to say something or say something that I know is not going to be popular. For the peoples of the Amhara race and also the people of the Oromo race, and what I know of with regard to Ethiopians. And I'll first start off with a true story of my dealings with Ethiopian people, and I do not know what tribe they are from. When I lived in a condominium decades ago, a group of Ethiopians, many Ethiopian refugees had come into the United States. I would say that this was back in the early 2000s. So I don't remember who was, who was, what was happening there at that time. Now we had all seen the Ethiopian children who were in famine. What we didn't know is that other regions of Ethiopia had, it was within their power to help them. But my understanding is they chose not to. It was not all of Ethiopia that was in famine, okay? That is something I learned recently. But I lived in a com condominium complex. It was a really nice area to me. And many Ethiopians began to move in. Certain Ethiopians that had money and they owned taxi companies, they were in other restaurants and businesses. They were buying up the apartments and they were renting them out to the Ethiopians. All the Ethiopians were given vans and they were starting businesses and restaurants because not only did America let them in, Apparently, America gave them money to get homes, money to buy vans, money to start businesses and things of that nature. And they became a fast growing community where I lived in the South. Now, these people, their front door was at most 
12 inches away from mine. I could hear everything going on in their home. There were many people going in and out. Sometimes you might see a stray man going in and living there for a while, and then you might see somebody else coming in. So they were helping each other out. But whenever they saw me outside, they would smile and nod, but they would never speak to me. They were always cooking up something that smelled really good. And many times the woman of the house would come in and she would have a lot of other women. They would be dressed almost like in Muslim attire, but I believe her husband was a Christian. But they would never openly invite me to any of their gatherings. And when she would have her other friends there, even though she might smile and nod to me, she never said anything to me. She never spoke, but she would not even look at me when the other women were there. And what I soon realized is that whichever group of people they were, they were not a group of people that felt comfortable dealing with other groups of people. They kind of stuck to themselves, stuck to their own kind. I just decided that even though I, I never did taste the Ethiopian food, and even though there were Ethiopian restaurants around there, there were no signs that said, don't come to our restaurant. But I got this feeling that I wasn't welcome. That was just me. And they eventually bought up like almost the whole street. They had a school. They had uh, a taxi cab company. They had restaurants. They had stores. They bought up a whole shopping center. And that place would be packed. And they would just get there and they congregate because they are very social people with each other. Now, if Ethiopians are that way by culture, and this is just me talking now, this is not the news, this is my commentary. If Ethiopians are that way by nature and they have a tendency to ostracize other people out, it, it may not be that they think they're better, it just may be that they are just inbred and taught. They, they, in, they inertly believe from a genetic standpoint, from a, a cultural standpoint, that they should not mix with other people. Maybe they believe they can't trust other people. I don't know what it is. But they don't tend to get along too well. Now, I know for a fact that the Tutsi of Rwanda does have some genetic ties to the Horn of Africa. And they, too, at least used to, look very much like Ethiopians. It's no wonder that at that time they didn't get along with the Hutu. Now, in Rwanda, it's very difficult to tell between the two. If you do genetic testing between the Hutus and the, and the Tutsi, they're the same. They don't like to talk about their separations. They realize that it's not something they have. They are doing major efforts to get along with each other. Why wait? Ethiopia needs to do that now. They need to have envoys from Rwanda to teach them how to get along with each other. Tell them what Rwanda is doing. There's a reason why the Oromo want to be separate. They were not treated well. Many of the Oromo, no matter which caste they were in, were sold into slavery. There is always some group 
within the group that is marginalized and mistreated is that way in the Hindu culture is that way in the American culture is that way in the Ethiopian culture and these groups of people who are faced with the Dharma of being marginalized of made to feel less than of being called names that they don't want to be called the Orobo say that there is a name that that certain the Abyssinians call them Abyssinian meaning um, the ancient name for Ethiopia that they call them that they don't like to be called I will not repeat that name but the Oromo continue to be a marginalized majority and it always is so funny it's not really funny but it's ironic that the majority nations are always the ones who are the marginalized ones like the Hutus like the South Africans were marginalized by one to two percent of the population but you know I can't tell you the sociology of why that happens all I know is that we have learned a lot from the Jewish Holocaust we have learned a lot from African-American slavery we have learned a lot from the Rwandan crisis we have learned a lot from terrorism we have learned a lot all across the world and we need to send people who are trained in the art of negotiation to those regions to make some decisions about what should happen over there the Oromo people I mean like how do you decide how do you decide who should invade a land or how much land a person should have or what people should get back that was taken away from them in the beginning and why is it that I think most of the people decide to basically stay the way they are after they're colonized Nigeria did not split back up into the regions that they were in prior to the coming of colonial co colonists and neither did Ghana and it appears that for the most part Ethiopia wants to stay together also but if they stay together should the Oromo be able to speak their own language they account for 60% of the country's population why should 60% of the country's population be made to to speak a language that's spoken by 15% of the nation's population but they've ruled since the 19th century and according to culturalsurvival.org the ruling Amhara who constitute less than 15% of the nation of Ethiopia's population have but have ruled since the 19th century have been systematically driving the Oromo for their fur from their fertile lands and subjecting them to torture imprisonment forced conscription and execution at least half of the more than 2.5 million refugees fleeing Ethiopia are Oromo contrary to the received impression many Ethiopian refugees are not direct victims of border dispute between Ethiopia and Somalia but rather of internal ethnic conflict 
how do we get these ethnicities to get along when they have so many hundreds of years of trauma as it relates to each other it's something that we have to think about it's something that we have to put to the forefront people are dying right now this month as we speak and from what i can see and from what i can tell the amhara are not handling this properly we in america we live in a country where some people speak chinese some people speak english some people speak spanish some people speak portuguese people speak many languages some people even speak hebrew but we don't fight over that and if we can do that here in america they should be able to do that in ethiopia you you never usually unless you're in a farmed field an agricultural field you'll never see a field of one flower a field of one type of grass a field of one type of tree there's always many trees and many types of birds at the river and many types of ants and many types of everything i believe diversity is beautiful and we have got to learn to work together what they need to do is have a treaty where they have a fair distribution of land so that everybody can firm up and agree to their borders and if the amoro the amoro are spread out so i think it's probably going to be in the best interest for them to have some type of affirmative action in their government meaning that even if they stay together as a country they should make sure that the government is not ruled by only one tribe the government should have a representative equal representation from all tribes with even another tribe being able to t- break ties i don't even advocate that they have representation based on the number of people who are in that tribe within the country i think in every i think representatives from all tribes should be in the government and i think that should be a mandate with regard to the dam i will say that from what i've studied sometimes ethiopians cannot be completely truthful and they will do things in their own best interest and make it sound good i hate to say this because i really love the ethiopian culture but i believe that ethiopians sometimes will sell a bill of goods that that's in their best interest and this is just the honest to god what i've seen and what i've experienced and i think that ethiopians have to be very all tribes have to be very truthful with themselves and understand that all other tribes and other people deserve to have benefit as well i believe that external engineers need to come into the region and see what ethiopia is doing because this is a small world and what everybody does affects everybody if we get pulled into something as americans then it uk is pulled into it canada is pulled into it it affects this um saudi arabia we're all affected so i believe that external engineers need to come in and see 
what Ethiopia is doing. Ethiopian engineers cannot convince other countries that what they're doing is in the other country's best interest. It needs to be a third party. And even though Ethiopia should have some of what they want, if they're taking too much water away from other regions, that's going to cause some kind of drought. That does need to be stopped. And that water does need to be rerouted. This is just truth. And I'm sorry to have to say something that may be somewhat unpleasant to hear. But I think that we as all people have to be honest about our shortcomings. We have to be honest when we are trying to take advantage of other people. And we have to be honest when we're not being truthful about how something that we're doing can negatively affect others. I hope and pray that something that I have said can do more in that region, especially since I wasn't able to do anything for the Rwandan crisis. And I thank you all for listening. Now we want to look at our astrological forecast for December 2020. I do have a plan to do an astrological forecast for the um, year 2021. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. First of all, I want to tell you guys, I love you all. I love you all. I have a great love for everybody in the world. I study all of your cuisines, all of your customs, all of your religions, all of your soci societal cultures. I take classes to understand who you are. I, I, I read your books. I understand. I try my best to understand from my my own situatedness what is going on. And I would never say anything to hurt anyone. I appreciate all of my listeners and all of the, the, the countries that listen. I believe that all of you are beautiful. I believe that Ethiopians are especially beautiful. All of you. And you are honorable. And you have a beautiful heritage in Christianity, in Islam, in Native traditions. You are beautiful. And you are wonderful people. And I pray that I have not said anything to harm you, to hurt you or to disenfranchise you in any way. I will feel like I needed to say that. So let's look at the astrological forecast for December 2020. Thank you listeners from wherever you're listening from. We appreciate you hearing us out. So there is a focus in December 2020 on individuals. What you want to achieve for others, what you personally want to achieve. And what I'm hearing people say in my spirit is if I have to do it all by myself, I believe what I do will make a change. And if nobody wants to change, I'll change myself and I'll have a beautiful life in and of myself. We have been locked in to a certain extent as we have quarantined as we have shut down all over the world, we have realized that one person who possibly could be from China has affected the entire world. One person. If one person could mistakenly take coronavirus away from a farm or out of a lab and affect the entire world, what can one person do? We have learned the power of the one.
and how the one affects the many. And many people have started to believe and to think, especially as far as back as October 1st, I must go into 2021 in a different way. I must go into 2021 doing things differently than I've ever done them before. No man is an island and I am the change that I want to make. December 2020, people will enter the holiday season of Yule, of Christmas, of Hanukkah, of Kwanzaa without loved ones that they brought into the year. And this is going to be partly an end of the mourning of death and what death has brought. But it also is going to be a time of love and appreciation. The other questions many will ask themselves is, what do I believe and who will I aspire to be in 2021? A lot of people have left Christianity, Christianity as we know it, Christianity as it has been taught. If you look at Christianity from a mystical standpoint, it basically is the same as all other religions, except for the fact that Christianity is one of the only religions I've ever studied that has this finality to it of eternal death. Most other religions in the world do not teach that. And to me, that is one of the most ill-informed and unfortunate pieces of Christianity. And though many people are leaving Christianity, specifically the millennials are leaving Christianity, with over anywhere from 40 to 45% of them not even believing in anything having to do with it. But they realize that they want to be a part of something great. And our religions and our spirituality inform us about our ideals, our culture, who we want to be, how we want to govern, what we want to teach our children, and where we're headed for the future. So spirituality serves more than just the ritual of song or the practicalness of reading a scripture. Spirituality is our oneness toward each other and how we individually connect with society in order to come up with how we will act within society. You can't live without spirituality. You will feel dead. So many will ask themselves, What do I believe and who will I aspire to be? The sun starts the month in Sagittarius as it always does and it's conjunct Mercury this time, meaning people will say what they feel they need to say and they won't care so much about how you feel because they'll be thinking you need to hear this message. And I figure that even if you don't speak to me for a week, You're going to think about this seed that I'm planting. And eventually you'll come to me and say, hey, I get what you're saying. I can't afford to tell you what you want to hear. I can't afford to tell you what you want to believe. I have to tell you what is impressed upon me to tell you by higher forces other than me. 
despite whether or not the police are publicly funded or not. Expect to see a lot of them because a lot of people have money and they are pouring that money into the police because they will probably have more money now than they have ever had before in America. They are not going anywhere. In fact, they are going to be everywhere. They may even expand what they are doing to technological international protections, meaning that even if the government doesn't publicly say we have a federal police force, they kind of have a federal police force. (laughs) They do, you guys. (laughs) They are connected. You can't just cross state lines and be okay. You can't really cross international lines and be okay. There's not just a federal police system. They may be acting as different police of different states and counties, but believe me, they are one. And where they don't get money from their county, they'll be getting money from somewhere else. Expect some type of financial break that does not come from your work. Some people are so mentally conditioned in the United States to believe that they are not at all in any shape, form, or fashion supposed to have any type of financial compensation without sweat and tears. They can't receive anything from anybody, but they are already testing uh, uh, public income in certain areas of California. And it's okay to have the right to have a home. And it's okay to have a right to have food. And then for those other things that you want to buy for yourself, you can purchase those things, but you don't have to work all day, every day. We need to, we're going to get to that point. So those of you who believe that everybody's supposed to sweat and, and, and die with a broken back, begin to change your mindset. There will be financial breakthroughs that come through. You'll be notified of them or even receiving them in the month of December. Don't throw away your mail. Open your mail. Open your mail. Begin to decide what you want to do with the money. Use the money to open a business. You don't have to open a business because you're broke and forced to. You can open a business because you want to. Don't you think it would be great to have a business that you're working your business, but you can also shut down your business and go home and be with your family without fear that your family will starve to death? You will learn how to save your money. No, I'm not speaking about socialism. No, I'm not speaking about about being in a, a communistic environment, but capitalism doesn't work, people. Capitalism doesn't work. It doesn't work for everybody. It's not benefiting everybody. And we're going to be forced to ask ourselves some questions to judge this system and to determine how we want to do things going forward. So this is what I am getting for the month of December. I believe that in overall, I want to also give you guys some special numbers. But overall, I feel that some of the things that we have connected ourselves to, some of the things that we have tied ourselves to, are the enemy, what we call the devil. 
not so much that there is a devil, but we know what that term means. We have tied ourselves to the devil, and it's time for us to release ourselves from the devil for our happiness, for our peace, and from for our posterity and for our prosperity because these kids aren't having it anyway. They are not trying to be chained to anybody's desk or anybody's cubicle or anybody's chair. And if you want to get them out of your house without them living there for 30 years and you having to press charges against them, you may want them to come up with some type of um, common income where everybody has enough to have a home or an apartment. You might not have a mansion, but you should be able to have a place to lay your head and you should be able to be able to feed yourself without having to depend on your parents. And we are getting to that place, people. Open your mind to it. Okay? We'll be talking about that, I have a feeling. We'll be talking about that a little bit more in later forecasts. The universal intelligence is geometrically and numerically designed. And that, in a major way, planets, stars, and asteroids line up in numerical patterns that are compartmentalized in a number of different ways, all meaningful. At Oracle News Radio, we use these patterns, which have been observed and documented for over 2,400 years, to devise significant right-now numbers. And you can use this numerical information to answer questions, make business decisions, decide on how many people you want to hire, complete patents, determine dates for weddings, interpret the numbers to discover oracle messages for your week, come up with the address you want to live at, whatever you want to do with these numbers. But for the upcoming month, these numbers are as follows. There are six of them. One, five. 22, 28, 33, 44. I will repeat them. 1, 5, 22, 28, 33, 44. We will have a brief interdenominational prayer as we begin to end this podcast, we want to give a shout out to all the lovely people of the countries who listen to this show. I won't name the countries again because I named you earlier when I implored you to help with the crisis that's taking place in Ethiopia. You can support us by sending a donation of your choice to the description box. You can also support us by purchasing something from one of the links in the information box. Please remember that we are broadcasting periodically with special shows outside of a normal schedule. So follow us and you will receive an email when we're on. And then that way, if you can't listen to us live, you'll be able to listen to us very soon after that. Be sure to click on the links in the information section of the podcast visit our amazon storefront there you will find the book spiritual healing on amazon and it is time for our spiritual healing it's time for us to get away from religious thought and to understand what spiritual healing 
really is. It's time for us to understand what we need to understand at this time. Now we're going to get started with our prayer. I ask that you would just gather your thoughts with me, focus. There's no time or distance in spirit. I may not be able to be with all of you, to touch you, to hug you, to tell you I love you. I'm not perfect. I'm not the most touchy-feely person in the world. But I have a love for mankind. I love your cultures. I love who you are. I love how you look. I love how you dress. I wish everybody would dress in their tribal wear. I love it. Be your authentic self. I pray to all of our ancestors that lie in the beyond, that live within us, that live within the belly of the earth, and to our mother, Maya. Bless us. Bless your children. Help us keep us we all are right and we all are wrong let there be peace in Ethiopia let there be peace in America let there be peace in Nigeria if countries like China want to do something for others let it be out of the goodness of their heart and not for some leverage reason so that they can take advantage of a region. Let us be honest about our motives. Let us be truthful with what we're trying to do when we're trying to take advantage of people. Show us your beauty. We, we don't, I know I don't want a one world order. I love the way Spirit is called by different names and different people. Whether you are Christian, whether you believe in Voodoo from Wida, whether you associate yourselves with Mamiwata, or whether you are doing animism or ancestral worship, those of you who adhere yourselves to Kali a Shakti or Huna man, whoever you ascribe to is a form of Brahma, a form of God, a form of the divine. There is a scripture that I got from the Bible today as I was thinking about all of our differences. And I want to read that biblical scripture to you. I don't read that biblical scripture to you because I profess to be a Christian. I read this biblical scripture to you because I was raised in the wisdom of the Bible and I know it. Therefore, I can speak it. But as I have taken classes in various religions, I understand that it is universal in its scope. 
Romans 1 and 20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made His creation, so that people are without excuse. Meaning, if you see the creation of God, Goddess, the many-breasted one, then you see his qualities, his or her power, his or her divine nature. I look forward to interreligious and interspiritual activity. Because one thing we all have on this planet is nature. And according to one of the most divine scriptures in the world, that creation, that nature, is exemplary of the divine that oversees us and that lives in us, that lives in you. Thank you so much for listening from whichever podcast platform you are enjoying. Please share this podcast with someone who loves the news from a spiritual perspective because you can rest assured that if you do the both of you will enjoy the facts and nothing but until next time introducing the best deal in mobile unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line with no contracts no added taxes and no hidden fees includes nationwide 5g save up to 60 percent get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month call 855-438-2999 click spectrumobile.com or visit a store near you offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9 2021 prepaid excluded